millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash am I the jerk here video. Could you really get called a jerk for ordering takeout? We'll find out, but first, the story from Softney98. Am I the jerk for expecting my girlfriend to pay her share of the rent? My girlfriend and I have been dating for a year, and we want to move in together. We want a two-bedroom, one-bath apartment, or a townhouse near my work. I'm a second-year pathology resident, and my residency is five years long. She works from home and wants an office. She also makes $120,000, and I only make $68,000. So our rent is $1,800 a month, plus utilities, and she wants to go half on both rent and utilities, so we would both pay roughly $1,000 a month. Because she's using one of the rooms as her office, I feel like she should pay more, so I should pay $700, and she should pay $1,300. She thinks even if she's using an extra room, because living near the hospital is very expensive, I should pay half because we could get a cheaper place if I don't live near work. She thinks because we're paying more to live near my work, so I don't have to pay for gas, I should pay half for rent. I find she's being selfish because she makes much more than me, and once I complete my residency, I can easily make $350,000 a year or more. But according to her, it's not fair for her to wait three years to potentially get paid back because we could break up and she would have subsidized me. To me, if she isn't willing to pay a bit more to put some skin in the game, she's being a gold digger and waiting for me to make bank without giving anything in the first place. We argued about this a few times and I just want to know if I'm crazy in my thinking or if she's being selfish. I mean, maybe you can try to make some kind of argument that they should pay slightly more if they're using more of the apartment or whatnot, but it also does sound like it has merit in believing that they picked this place because it's just more convenient for you as opposed to the place that she would choose that might be cheaper. Bottom line, I think it's two roommates and they should just straight up split this 50-50 and I think OP's the jerk. Would you guys agree with me on that? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is from throwaway 610 Am I the jerk for telling my sister she could have dated the guy she liked had she not been such a misogynistic pick-me? My 20-year-old female sister Kim and I are identical twins. We were very different growing up and still are. I hate to say this, but Kim is the definition of a pick-me girl. Always spewing misogynistic nonsense on how women are weak and should abide to men. How she's so short and petite so she can't do anything on her own without a big strong man around. How all girls are trying too hard by wearing makeup while she's pretty naturally so they all hate her for it. You get the gist. Kim and I attend the same college, but study there in different departments. In one of my classes, there's this guy named Dave. Dave is your typical handsome frat boy that most girls in our college have a crush on, including Kim. Over the summer, I've started working in a small coffee shop near campus to earn some extra cash. During that time, Dave became a frequent customer there and was pretty friendly towards me since he recognized me from class. After a while, he admitted that he's attracted to me and asked me out so we could get to know each other. Knowing that Kim liked him, I decided to reject Dave and instead offer to set him up with her. 
We're identical, so if he asked me out based on attraction, it really shouldn't matter. Dave agreed, and I gave him my sister's number. I knew they met up for a date during the weekend, but I didn't have time to ask him how it went since I was sick. Today during my shift, Dave approached me and asked if I could return to Kim the lip gloss she left in his car since he knew the brand was expensive. I asked him why he didn't return it to her himself, and he said that he didn't want to see her after how the date went. I was confused, so I asked him if the date was really that bad. He explained that they went to a nice restaurant, where my sister didn't stop harassing and criticizing the waitress for wearing too much makeup and looking easy. After that fiasco was over, she proceeded to say some stuff that I can only imagine are usually said in an Andrew Tate podcast. Dave, who was apparently raised by a single mother and has five sisters, was horrified. So he excused himself to the bathroom, paid for their meal, then mowed Kim some cash for an Uber, and left her in the restaurant alone. I was embarrassed for Kim, but totally understood why Dave walked out on her. So I apologized on her behalf and took the lip gloss with me. I returned it to her two hours ago, and she did not stop complaining on how awful Dave was, how he wasn't a real man since real men usually like when she brings up how women are inferior to them. At some point, I just cut her off and told her that she had a chance of a nice date with a guy she liked, but ruined it all because she couldn't stop being a misogynistic pick-me for even one second. I'm now back in my apartment, and Kim hasn't stopped texting me demanding I apologize, but I don't feel like it. Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk here. Bottom line, I think if Kim wants to be that pick-me girl, wants to portray themselves as some inferior little female, they have every right to do so, but I don't think they have the right to expect that other people should just enjoy, accept, or adopt such a mindset. Although some people might be able to say that OP was rude for calling her out on it, I think this was more OP explaining exactly why this guy walked out, just being honest about how the situation is. If Kim's upset with the truth, that's on Kim. Also, I was half expecting for the story to end with OP giving Dave a shot. The only downside is you don't want that extra baggage from your sister constantly complaining. Our next story is from GamerCheck. Am I the jerk for turning off the living room video camera when I'm home alone or I'm hanging with my kids? About four years ago, when my husband of 10 plus years and I bought our house, we got a security system. Included in the bundle was an indoor-only camera. While I liked the idea of having it monitor for movement when we weren't home or sleeping, my husband wanted it on all the time, even when we were home. This made me somewhat uncomfortable, but I came around to the idea. We'd use it almost like a baby monitor to check on our three and six-year-olds when we were in the bathroom and heard crying or whatever. Our three-year-old was non-verbal at the time, and sometimes his older brother would craft up some crazy story as to how he got hurt. We'd occasionally use the camera to figure out what time we put the pizza in the oven if we forgot to start a timer, or to figure out who stole the cookies from the cookie jar. Anyway, fast forward to a couple of months ago, one day I'm chilling at home by myself while the kiddos were at school, and I just kind of realized it's weird to have a camera recording me chilling and watching shows so I turned it off. I've mentioned multiple times that I don't think we need the cameras on, but in retrospect, I should have had a convo with him before turning it off. This made my husband upset. Now if I turn it off, he turns it back on. We've had multiple conversations about it. I feel like the kids are old enough now that we don't need to monitor them like this anymore. 
and using a camera to prove or disprove their honesty is not the best parenting. But he wants the camera on 24-7, even if we're both right there watching the kids. But I feel like that argument is an uphill battle, so I simply don't want the camera recording me when I'm home alone or when it's just me and our kids. He claims that me not wanting the camera on is not respecting him as head of the household, and he'll repeatedly turn it on anytime I turn it off. If he's at home, then he notices it's off right away. If he's at work, he'll turn it on in a few hours. No, it doesn't notify him that it was turned off. I feel like it's weird and controlling, but I don't have any other good reason for not wanting it on. He wants to still use it to monitor the kids and use it to figure out what time something happened. Sometimes he'll use it for things like helping the kids figure out where they put their book when they got home or something. We live in a pretty safe area and have a doorbell camera too, so I don't think home invasion while we're at home is his concern. He's not mentioned that as a reason. His opposition to me turning it off when I'm home alone is that then I don't turn it back on, so there's no footage if we need to look back. Am I the jerk? Should I let this go? I think the bottom line is OP's just not comfortable with this. They want to have privacy even if it's themselves recording themselves in their own home. And let me add that a lot of these devices, especially ones that you can access remotely, I mean those are always going to be somewhat liable to potentially being hacked into. I mean if you have cameras that you can get to by just logging into a profile, it is honestly possible, you never know. I think the true defining thing here is the husband saying, this is you not respecting me as the head of the household. I don't know how OP could be wondering if this is controlling behavior or not when they went and said that. They just went and said basically, I'm going to put my foot down and you all must obey me. Our next story is from TruthWorldly1515. Am I the jerk for not letting my kid's sister call me dad? I have split custody for my two sons, Diego, 12, and Sasha, 10 with my ex Josie. About a year after we split up, Josie got pregnant with Eva from a one-night stand. That guy never stepped up. He's pretty broke, so he doesn't pay child support and would stop by every now and then when Eva was young, but hasn't seen her since she was four or five. I'm pretty good friends with Josie and would invite her and all three kids over sometimes when I have cookouts and stuff like that. Through the years, I've watched Eva for Josie as a favor here and there. They go to the same school, so... Sometimes I'll pick all three of them up and drop them off at Josie's on her weeks when she's busy and I have some time. I don't play a fatherly role and I don't really want to. The other day when I picked them up from school, Josie asked me if I wanted to stay for dinner. We had a nice meal and hung around a while when I go to leave and Diego and Sasha hug me goodbye and say, bye dad. Eva also gave me a hug and called me that as well. I figured it was a mix up and go, what was that Eva? She goes, oh, sorry, I meant to ask if I could call you that now. I told her I'd rather her call me my name. I'm not comfortable with that. I don't want that responsibility on me. She seemed sad and I thought that was that, but since then, Josie told me I'm being a real jerk, saying it's not like she's asking for child support from her, but I should still let her call me that and be flattered. I don't really like it though and I'm afraid of future expectations if she gets used to it. Am I the jerk for that? I want to be clear that the only part I said was, I'd rather you just call me name. The I'm not comfortable with that, I don't want that responsibility on me was me explaining myself here. I didn't say that out loud to her. I don't personally want to be uncle or some nickname. I feel most comfortable going by my name. I have siblings with kids who call me Tio, 
and I like that just being their thing. It might be tough for the kid to deal with in some weird twisted up way. It might be hard for OP to deal with, but I think OP did the absolute right thing here. They're not their father, they're not looking to be their father, they don't want that responsibility. And although they're giving the kids some heartache now, they don't want down the road for them to have greater heartache after they accept that OP was some semi-dad figure. It sucks that the kid doesn't really have a father and sees the actual father come around for their half-siblings, but it's not OP's responsibility and it's not fair to try to push that on him. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our next story is from ConsciousCoffee609. Am I the jerk for refusing to remove my prosthetic for my boyfriend? I, 19-year-old female, have a below-the-knee prosthetic. As I lost my lower left leg as a child in a car accident, I move well in it and it in no way hinders my day-to-day life. I've been seeing a guy, 24-year-old male, for 5 months now and things are going great for the most part. The one issue I'd say is that he's insistent on me removing my prosthetic around him. We could be hanging out and he'd suggest I'd be more comfortable with it off or heading to bed to hook up and he'd suggest that it may be better to remove it. His suggestions have become requests as I kept ignoring the suggestions and I finally told him that I wasn't comfortable with removing my leg around him yet as I didn't feel we were there. My leg, despite the fact that I can move it well, is a source of trauma for me due to bullying and having had bad past partners be repulsed once I took it off around them. And I told him as much, but all he took from that is that I don't trust him and think he'd be swayed and not like me anymore. I don't take my prosthetic off around anyone except immediate family and very close friends, as without it my mobility is greatly decreased. I thought since everything else is going so well he'd understand this, but he's upset and angry seeing this as me not trusting him and thinking he'd do something, which is why I don't want to take it off around him. I'm starting to feel some pressure here, I like him a lot, and maybe I'm making it into a bigger deal than it has to be? I don't want to upset him and maybe I'm being unfair. OP's definitely not being unfair and I think they're definitely not the jerk. This is a situation where OP is legitimately not comfortable with something and it's one of those situations where you express that you're not comfortable with something yet and it's going to take some time and the other party just keeps pressing it and pressing it and it builds up to the point where you don't know if you'll ever feel comfortable around them because they never gave you the time to become comfortable in the first place and it's just blown up into this bigger deal than it ever needs to be. Why does he need to see this so badly anyways? This guy can't respect OP and their boundaries. Our next story is from the Jordan Riv 121. Am I the jerk for ordering takeout after my husband tricked me to cook for his kids? So to give some context, I, female 35, have been married to my husband, male 37, for six months. He has two children from two different uninvolved mothers and they live with us full time. The kids are 7 years old and 10 years old. I work long hours and it's a demanding job time-wise. My husband thinks that just because I work from home that I can pause whenever but it's untrue. He'd ask me to do things for the kids or him during work hours but I told him I'm working and unavailable during those hours and that the kids are his responsibility till I'm done. Yesterday he told me he wanted to go attend a friend's engagement dinner and asked if I could take time off work to make the kids dinner. I told him absolutely. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. He nodded and insisted that he cook for them or order takeout. He said that he had no time to cook and takeout was off the table since he doesn't want to feed them fast food. He later said fine and that he was going to cook dinner and then go to the party. Two hours later, the kids came in and said they were hungry. I was puzzled. I asked if their dad cooked them dinner and they said he didn't. Moreover, he told them to come ask me to cook for them at exactly 7pm. I was so pissed to find myself in this situation. I took a few minutes off the meeting and ordered takeout from the nearby restaurant and fed the kids. Then had them watch TV and then go to sleep. He came home at 11pm and went off on me after he discovered that I didn't cook like he was counting on me to do. Not only that, but he yelled about feeding the kids takeout. I argued back saying I had no choice after he basically tricked me into cooking for them, knowing I was busy, so I ordered food and made sure the kids were fed while I focused on work. He ranted about how I care more about work than my stepchildren, God forbid, and called me selfish, then went upstairs and refused to talk to me. He's still sulking about it today and says I need to get my priorities in order because they're messed up. Definitely not the jerk. This was well established that you couldn't do the work. We're not going to feed the kids. They lied to you and then tried to drop the ball on you. You did what you could. You made sure the kids got fed. As far as I'm concerned, OP did amazing for the circumstances. Our next story is from William Medhurst. Am I the jerk for telling a woman she can't change her baby's dirty nappy on our cafe's chairs? 
So the building where the cafe that I work at is located in was built in the 1750s and is therefore a listed building. Because of that, we can't knock down walls, so we're tight on space. A consequence of that is that we only have enough space for one woman's toilet and one men's toilet. No baby changing facilities in either. There is, however, a public toilet block no more than 50 meters away from our premises. It has multiple baby changing facilities in both the female and male toilet blocks. The story, so a family come into the cafe, they sit down, eat and drink, and then one of her babies must have pooped its nappy because she came and asked me whether we had any changing facilities. I apologized and informed her that we didn't, but I pointed out the public toilets and said that they were free and had everything she would need. She said it was okay and proceeded to change the child right on the chair in front of me. I told her that we cannot allow that as it's disturbing the other customers and that it really isn't sanitary, especially as we have fresh pastries and cakes in display. She went ballistic, saying that it's the law that we need to let her change her child wherever she wants if we're unwilling to provide her with suitable changing facilities. I said that she's more than willing to phone the police, but we can't let her change her child like this. I again pointed out the public toilets and said that she needed to leave and change her child there. Her whole family got up, left, and looked at me like I was a sexist bigot. So, am I the jerk? I think not only is OP not the jerk, I would thank them personally if I was there. I mean, who wants to go to a restaurant or any kind of pastry shop and look over and see some kid getting their poopy diaper changed sitting on the seat or the table or whatnot? That's just horrendously gross. Our next story is from Educational Fee 2970. Am I the jerk for not scolding my son when he was disgusted by my daughter's period? My son and daughter, both in the early teens, have a reasonably good relationship with each other and me, I hope. A few days back, Jay had her period and accidentally stained her bed sheets. She was quite embarrassed. Seeing the dirty sheets in the wash early, we normally change and wash all of our sheets together, Kay was curious, and when I explained it to him, he said loudly and in Jay's hearing, oh my god, that's really disgusting. Jay hid in her room for the next few hours, and it was obvious at dinner that she'd been crying. I took some time to speak with each of my children alone. With Jay, I emphasized that periods were natural and especially in early puberty, your flow can be pretty inconsistent. It was mostly just helping her come to the realization that it wasn't her fault. With Kay, after some uncomfortable conversation, I was given to know that he believed that it was possible to hold in periods and therefore that she was really doing it for attention. I gently but firmly corrected his misapprehensions and explained how bad he made his sister feel for something that was totally out of her control. I felt overall that the message had been delivered and absorbed because he was quite down for a while, and I suspect but didn't verify that he apologized to her later because they seemed fine after. When my wife got back, she was away for a few days. She was mad and felt that I should have been much harsher with Kay so that he would learn the consequences of his actions and forced him to apologize immediately. My wife thinks that he should be punished regardless because his actions directly hurt his sister, who is definitely an innocent party. On the other hand, I don't think yelling at anyone solves any problems and I felt it wasn't fair to blame my son for the deficiencies of the sex education curriculum since he acted out of ignorance and not a willful lack of empathy. Am I the jerk? 
I think OP's not the jerk and I kind of agree with them that this is a situation where they're both growing up and kind of learning how everything works and just trying to nurture a healthy mindset and acceptance of everything I think is the way to go and I especially agree. I don't think yelling solves any problems and I think being so reactive to him to be like punishing and being like you got to apologize right now. I think that only encourages them to feel like they have to walk on eggshells with really any opinion they have when it comes to being around their parents. I think you'd rather nurture good discussion and acceptance rather than yelling and harsh reactions and punishment. I also think that there's more discussions to be had with both parents and both kids on how the world works, how bodies work, and also how to deal with the reaction from the other parties, like for the girl. There's going to be probably guys all throughout school who are like, ew, periods, or ew, who just don't get it or find it funny to like crack jokes about it. Our next story is from kjally 76 Am I the jerk for asking my 20-year-old female sister to fix her overgrown-slash-two-toned hair before my wedding? My 26-year-old female wedding is in three months. Both of my sisters, Sadie, 29-year-old female, and Olivia, 20-year-old female, are my maid of honors. My wedding is going to be elegant and big, as the groom and I have a lot of friends and family, and we've always dreamt of an extravagant wedding. I have a good relationship with both sisters, However, my younger sister Olivia has made the process a bit difficult as a bridesmaid. I chose a light dusty pink for the color of the bridesmaid dresses and let the girls pick what style they wanted. Immediately, Olivia says that she's going to feel insecure as she's so pale, and the dress will make her look red. I suggested a spray tan, as the color of the dresses had already been set in stone to match the rest of my wedding, but she said absolutely not. Fair. I didn't hear anything else about the dresses, but now I'm in a predicament with her again and I'm not sure if I've made a mistake for making such a big deal of this. Olivia regularly highlighted her dark brown hair with blonde for years, but decided about a year ago to grow it out and let it get healthy, meaning no dye. A month or so in, her hair didn't look terrible, more like a balayage, but now we're around the year mark? and her roots are straight up brown, and there's a straight line, no blending, of blonde for the last 8 inches of her hair. Olivia has insisted she has her hair down during the wedding, however, I don't want her roots and hair on full display during pictures, ceremony, and throughout the night. I love my sister and respect what she wants to do with her hair, however, her hair is an eyesore, and I've never seen anyone let their hair look like this for this long. I told her I would pay for anything she wanted done to it, as long as her roots were at least a bit blended for the wedding. She says that she doesn't want to put any more chemicals on it and is leaving it, and I won't change her mind. I told my hairdresser about Olivia's point of view, we go to the same hairdresser, and she told me that there's plenty of things she can do for her that can make her hair look blended and still be healthy. Olivia still refuses despite me offering to pay and telling her our hairdresser said she could make subtle changes and preserve her hair. I should add that her hair is not breaking or fried. She simply wanted a break from dyeing it to get it as healthy as she could and to grow it out. This day is one of the most important in my life and having someone at my wedding party with unkept roots is something I don't want. I'm not asking her to cut it or change the color, just blend or transition the colors. She's irritated because my other sister and mother have told her that she should change it for the sake of not ruining pictures. 
Am I the jerk here? If you don't want to invite them because of the hair color, I get it. But trying to pressure them into changing the hair that they say they want, I think does make you the jerk, whether or not you feel like it's going to ruin everything to do with your wedding and your wedding photos are going to be forever tarnished. I mean, God forbid, if she's in those pictures with that hairstyle, you just, you can't even look at the pictures. They're going to be so ruined. I mean, the hair is just that jarring. You're going to pull up a picture and go, oh my God, the only thing I can focus on in this very sentimental wedding photo is that stuff you call hair. I say embrace the jerk and uninvite them if it's that much of an issue, or accept your sister for how they want to be. But overall, I think OP is the jerk here. Our next story is from Gloomy Chemistry 1822. Am I the jerk for refusing to babysit my three-month-old nephew because his parents wanted to go to Vegas? My brother just had a baby boy, and I absolutely love him. A few days ago, my brother asked me if I could babysit his three-month-old baby for two days so that him and his wife could go to Las Vegas and blow off some steam from the pregnancy. While I have the capacity and know-how to care for an infant, I think it's totally irresponsible for them to leave on a vacation while the baby is so young. So I told them I wasn't comfortable with their attitude towards leaving such a young baby overnight so they could go party and that I wouldn't babysit. He asked our parents and they happily obliged as they wanted to spend as much time with the baby as possible. I was actually pretty shocked that my parents weren't more against it. Am I being a judgmental jerk? I don't think OP is a jerk for their opinion. They clearly don't have any necessary obligation to take care of this kid regardless. I think if they want to take their vacation, I mean, that's on them. I think it is a bit much to leave a three-month-old baby behind to go on a vacation. But definitely avoid voicing that concern. Just turn down taking care of them. And our final story of the day is from Danitka. Am I the jerk for stopping inviting my sister over after she behaves like a child because she doesn't like my boyfriend? My boyfriend, 44, and I, 34, have been together for almost three years now. The relationship is great, and he's a really awesome guy. All of my friends love him. The only one person that has a problem with him is my sister. Nothing bad ever happened between them, and she's not able to articulate what her problem is. My boyfriend's unaware of any of this. The first situation that upset me was when she made a scene when she found out that my boyfriend would be joining us for a dinner with friends. I had some people visiting me in the city and booked a table in a restaurant, initially for four as my boyfriend didn't think he'd be able to join us. In the end, he was free and I wanted to call the restaurant and change the reservation. At this moment, she started to be quite dramatic and after stating that the dinner was supposed to be without him, and what? She said she won't be coming because she doesn't want to cause the problem for the restaurant as it's so difficult to put a fifth chair to the table, so she said she'll sacrifice herself. The joke about the fifth chair still circulates well among my friends. Another stupid situation was her birthday. I asked if I can come with him, and she said yes. After that, she started to make stupid comments about him coming, so I said it's not obligatory to invite us. She said that he's uninvited. I replied that we won't be coming. She said something like, I didn't know that you go like a package now. After which I lost my temper. Mind you that my boyfriend and I are quite independent and spend a lot of time without each other. I explained to her that she could have just said from the start that she didn't want him to come, but inviting and uninviting him like this puts me in quite an uncomfortable situation. He never found out what exactly happened. I just told him I don't want to go to the party because of her behavior. 
There were many more episodes like those. Fast forward till now, she made another comment about him not being allowed to her house. Not like I would bring him and expose him to her toxicity. But anyway, I decided I won't validate her childish behavior. She's 46, by the way. Among my friends, I'm known for hosting dinners and nice parties at my place. It's a pleasure for me to cook for my friends and to have people over. She found out that there will be a Halloween party. She's not invited. Now there's drama because she feels that she's being punished. And right so. I told her that I didn't invite her to this party because I have to protect her and can't expose her to an uncomfortable situation caused by my boyfriend being present or existing. Now she doesn't speak to me. What I don't understand is why is she so against him? Also, all throughout this story, I thought OP's sister was going to be like young to mid-twenties or something, and then OP dropped the ball that they're almost 50 years old. I'd say that the sister needs to grow up, but I don't think it's ever going to happen at this rate. I think OP and their boyfriend are not the jerks here, and honestly, it's for the best that they don't invite their sister over because they don't need that drama. I say enjoy the drama-free parties and events. Maybe they'll realize why they're not being invited. Maybe they'll try to come around. Probably not, though. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.